Cynics on Disney podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome in to this special edition of the Cynics on Disney podcast. I am your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. My wife, Amanda, will not be joining me for this special edition, not because I don't love her or don't want her to participate, um, but specifically because I wanted to just go off on a rant. Um, I told you guys in episode zero uh, that every now and then I, I would want to, to to maybe address certain things out there in the Disney universe, uh, and the, you know what, this is going to be my platform every now and then to, to actually just kind of yell and scream and bitch and moan and uh, you know what I have my own opinions and I want to express them and not all of them are relevant to an attraction review or a dining review or anything like that so today is going to be one of those days um like a lot of you guys out there I also consume other Disney content I'll go ahead and say it this uh, the the disboards, uh, you know, I, I will go and check those out every now and then. Uh, but I also listen to their podcasts, and I kind of like the 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 crew over there for the most part. But there's a couple of people over there that I just don't particularly agree with, shall we say? Um, and it's usually the more peppy type people. It's usually the more um, how, how do I say this? Uh, people who like cutesy shit. And that's okay. I'm not suggesting that, you know, everybody should be like me and bitter and have a biting wit about them. That That's not what I'm saying. There's room for that space there, too. But because of my own personality, I'm just not prone to just embrace that uh, as a general rule. One of their more recent, um, I guess, spinoff podcasts, um, I believe it's called Going Off the Rails, um, they were kind of long-form discussing the, uh, the recent update to the Polynesian where Moana, uh, as a theme and as a character, was going to be more uh, involved in and present inside of... The Polynesians' rooms. Okay. Alright. That's that's not great for me. I think the Polynesian sucks as a resort anyway. Uh, I haven't seen Moana. It's not getting me to, to run over to the Polynesian or anything like that. But whatever. Then one of the people that's on that panel said something that just triggered me. I mean, it just drove me crazy. She specifically said, those of us who don't want to have Disney IP in everything that uh, we encounter at Disney shouldn't come. It's not a verbatim quote, but it is the summation of what she said. And, oh, that just, it triggered me beyond belief. Uh, Now, I've decided that, you know, Instead of leaving a review or, you know, calling this person out in particular uh, and and writing something up about it, I, I have my own platform. It's admittedly a much smaller platform than the Diz, 
Um, but nonetheless, I wanted to take my own opportunity to actually respond to, to this kind of, I, I would say, discrimination to a degree. I personally don't like the overwhelming amount of IP or intellectual property um, that's coming into the parks and the resorts. A lot of that intellectual property being brought in is kind of new. Even something like Star Wars. Um, it's got nothing to do with the original three movies that I could probably pop in and kind of enjoy. Um, it has everything to do with the three new movies that I thought were either rip-offs or shitty movies. So why in God's name would I want to enjoy, or why would I want to go get myself immersed in a land that that I was literally laughing at the last one and how bad it was? Like, why why would I want to dive into that as as a theme park option? You know, and on top of that, listen, I don't have kids. That's... Not to say those of you who do have kids uh, should feel different or the same or anything like that. I, but because I don't have kids, A, I'm not forced to watch the newest uh, movies out there a thousand times over. In fact, I find it a kind of creepy for a middle-aged man to watch children's movies, regardless of, its, uh, of whether it's at home or at a theater or anything like that. If you're 35 and watching children's cartoons... The, like something may need to be reevaluated, and I mean, not not for nothing because I don't have that force uh, to watch it. I've kind of punted on the idea of watching some of these movies, like Moana, like uh, Coco, to a time when I do have kids and I'm going to be forced to watch these things a thousand times over. Instead, I'm getting all my Star Trek in and all my other adult stuff in. Uh, now, so that I have something to think about and enjoy when I'm forced to, you know, watch all these things to make sure that the kid shuts up. And on top of that, like, you know, as a Disney World fan, I haven't seen a an actual attraction open up, a, a new attraction open up that has not had an IP basis since Expedition Everest. And no, I'm not counting the movies for China and for Canada. Those don't count. They just don't. Okay? The, Disney can't tell China to, to, you know, screw off with its censorship requirements, let alone ask to integrate something like Mulan into it. And you know what? Canada is boring enough as it is. They don't even have a character. Unless there's some sort of Mountie out there that I'm aware of, uh, they, they don't have something to integrate in there anyway. So no, those, those things don't count. I want to state on the front end that my dislike for the overwhelming amount of intellectual property being brought in to the parks it doesn't mean that those attractions aren't good. I mean, you take Rise of the Resistance and Galaxy's Edge as a whole, and it's, it's perfectly done. I mean, it sets the standard, honestly, for all future attractions, whether they're Disney attractions or Universal or some new theme park company that, you know, will come out of nowhere and ultimately replace all of this. That sets the standard for, for an experience going forward. So I'm not saying that just because something has IP that it's bad, okay? And I'm also not arguing, by the way, that Disney shouldn't be integrating their existing uh, intellectual property into attractions. 
they'd be they'd be really foolish not to take advantage of an existing fan base uh, for those intellectual properties and encourage you know visits to the parks. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't be doing this altogether. Okay, I'm not trying to take away your experience and your enjoyment from your vacation. I am trying to say that you are taking away mine when you do nothing but release new attractions based solely on new intellectual properties and solely on things that someone like me just doesn't enjoy by nature. It's my personal opinion that, listen, not every Disney World fan, and I don't mean Disney fan, I mean Disney World fan, is a fan, is automatically a fan of the Disney Animation Division, or Pixar, or Star Wars, or Marvel. So, just as a whole, as a business model, it should be in Disney's interest to have something for everyone at each park. In fact, that was the original concept uh, of Disney parks. It was a place for families where parents and children could have fun together, if I may quote Walt. But plenty of people are out there who are also paying customers are people without families or people without children. And they still enjoy the theme parks. Some of it's nostalgia. Some of it they just like some of the new IP that's out there. Some of it is that they, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different reasons why someone is a WDW fan. And I'm not going to take away your reason for being a Disney World fan. But because I don't have kids, or because I don't participate in the, the new intellectual property that, that Disney pumps out, which, let's face it, it limits itself to pretty much Star Wars and Marvel and recreating, quote-unquote, classic animated um, uh, movies, that doesn't mean that I should be shut out of trying to enjoy theme parks, especially ones designed by the self-proclaimed best in the business. And they are. They absolutely are. I'm not arguing that Universal does it better. I'm not arguing that Six Flags or somebody like that does it better. I'm saying that, you know, if these guys are at the top of their game, they should be allowed to have freedom of creativity. It shouldn't be a requirement for me to know the existing current intellectual property uh, in order for me to uh, find enjoyment at those theme parks. And when you limit the, the new attractions to existing intellectual properties out there, it limits the creative ability, uh, creativity available to make an experience if Imagineers, for instance, are forced to shoehorn in something just to sell a plush. Because that's what it's ultimately about. They want this uh, particular style of management, they want synergy. They want you to be able to go see something at a movie, go ride something at a theme park, and then sell you a t-shirt or a plush at the very end of it. But that shouldn't be a requirement for an enjoyment at a theme park. You should be able to create a plush, by the way, out of something that isn't necessarily uh, an existing intellectual property. Let's take Figment as an example. That was not something that had an existing movie or TV show out there. It was actually designed specifically for the park. So don't tell me that it can't be done. Walt didn't adhere to an IP-only philosophy. 
nor did Roy, nor did Michael Eisner, none of the, the CEOs who did a lot of good for those theme parks, they, did they stick to that intellectual property only philosophy. They did stick to a strict theme policy because they wanted to create a bubble. Okay, and by a bubble, I mean they wanted you to feel like you were in the future if you were in Tomorrowland. They didn't want a cowboy walking across when you were supposed to be thinking about robots. That's all. That was the, the, the basic limit to it. That's why they have different entrances and exits for those cast members, so that you don't see those cast members on the other side of the park. But that's the only requirement, really, that uh, they, they made to kind of create their own bubble. In fact, I want to point something out, that there's a ton of attractions that are still open today that, are, that a lot of people would uh, classify as, you know, kind of vital attractions uh, to Disney parks that, you know, since when they first opened, they did not have intellectual property attached to them. Some of them may have since had intellectual property uh, attached to it. But they didn't open with that. So let me read off this list that I, that I came up with. Over at Magic Kingdom, we got Carousel of Progress, The People Mover, Astro Orbiter, Tomorrowland Speedway, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, <clears throat> Country Bear Jamboree, Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Tiki Room, The Haunted Mansion, It's a Small World. That's a pretty big list of, of attractions over at Magic Kingdom that does not have a movie or a TV show attached to it. The entirety of Epcot was designed around not having intellectual property uh, attached to it. They changed that in the 80s because there was the, the problem of attendance numbers. So, I'm, again, not saying intellectual property is entirely bad. I'm just saying that it's difficult to, to justify intellectual property only. Now, still, uh, you know, over at Epcot is a pretty good solid list of, of attractions without, without IP attached to it. Spaceship Earth, Soarin', uh, Living with the Land, uh, Test Track, uh, Journey into Imagination, Mission Space, sort of. Um, let's see here. Pretty much all of World Showcase with the exception of Mexico and Norway. Now, we're also losing France and UK to that soon enough. But still, technically, until October 1st, we still have France uh, without uh, an actual intellectual property uh, being lo located as, a, as an attraction. Okay? Over at Hollywood Studios, even though... Uh, you know that should be the th the theme park for intellectual property almost exclusively. They still have rock and roller coaster over there. I know it's a, <clears throat> if I may, shocker that Disney doesn't own Aerosmith, but they don't own Aerosmith. They don't own their records. They just wanted to create a cool experience of you going to a concert, and there's no movie out there where you have to spin in a corkscrew to get to that concert. So it's not based on uh, a movie or a TV show. And then you go over to Animal Kingdom, and pretty much the the heavy hitters of everything until you get to um, Pandora are all non-IP attractions. Kilimanjaro Safari, Kali River Rapids, Dinosaur, which again is sort of non-IP, 
and, and Expedition Everest. None of those have anything to do with a TV show or a movie. Mission Space kind of tangentially tied into some shitty movie in, that came out, I think, in 2000 or 2001 about going uh, going to Mars. I think it was called Mission to Mars. And it had Gary Sinise in it, uh, a.k.a. Lieutenant Dan. It had uh, Don Cheadle in it, and it was about the face of, uh, of Mars being a real face, even though it's not a real face. It, it's a mountain uh, complex, but there was aliens in it, and... It was kind of weird and stupid and didn't really have a good ending. They just kind of threw it together. And then on top of that, Dinosaur, um, that, that was about an iguanodon that was just kind of wandering around or whatever. And somebody threw in the idea, well, this movie's called Dinosaur. Can we rename uh, Countdown to Extinct- Extinction Dinosaur? So they did. And they said it's the same iguanodon. But it wasn't originally designed uh, around some sort of uh, Disney intellectual property. And so, but you look back over that list, that's a hell of a list of attractions that don't have a, a movie or a TV show time. Hell, I could make the argument that a trip that you only rode those attractions would satisfy anybody who was on vacation. Whether it was a Disney World fan, whether it was a non-Disney World fan, or whether it was a, a Disney Disney fan, they would all find that list of attractions Hugely satisfying if that's what they got to go on uh, as their theme park experience. And then you look at the 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 the, the horizon, if you will. There there is no new project on the horizon that doesn't integrate an existing IP into an attraction. So really, me personally, I have nothing new to look forward to because I don't know the the ins and outs of Moana. I haven't seen it a thousand times. So I'm going to find it very difficult to experience this the whole thing over at Epcot where they're replacing interventions uh, and doing it with some Moana water theme ride or attraction show, whatever you want to call it. I, I'm not going to understand it. So what do I have to look forward to? I don't love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I enjoy the first three movies, but you know this Star Wars hotel that, that, that they're building... Um, that's not going to be something that is based on the original three movies. No, no. It's going to be based around the new movies and, uh, and all of those experiences. Why in God's name? Like I said, the storytelling was just so awful in those three movies that why would I want to drop myself into that theme? Why would I want to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to spend a couple nights uh, you know, using uh, you know, laser swords and making a fool of myself. I'm, I'm not going there to cosplay. And that's going to be their biggest moneymaker, quote-unquote. When I actually have children, I will still get to experience those other IP attractions. I absolutely will. Because I'm not looking to take away any of those. I still want to see the look on their faces when they see those characters for the first time. And when they get to meet those characters for the first time. And why in God's name, even as cynical as I am, and as forceful as this rant is, I'm not trying to take that away from from the Disney experience. That's part of it. It's integral to it as a a family with young kids. I wouldn't dare try to, to, to step on that. But at the same time, I'm not in that position. So why can't I also enjoy myself on vacation? And let me throw this out there too. 
there's been attempts at integrating intellectual property into uh, existing attractions. So the question then becomes, to me, would integrating intellectual property into any of those attractions that I just uh, rattled off, would it make any of those more enjoyable? Uh, To me, no. Because every time that they've integrated IP into an existing attraction, it's diminished the attraction experience as a whole. The most recent example of that is Norway. Okay, and look, plenty of frozen plans, they, they flocked to that attraction. They wanted to see, uh, you know, uh, Elsa sing Let It Go and everything like that. And that's fine. That is perfectly fine. Did you need to take away the, the Norway attraction when you haven't explicitly stated that the, that character was from Norway? No, you really didn't. And I, and I can tell you, I remember when that attraction came out. There were a lot of long-time Disney World fans who bitched and moaned about how much they missed the Norway attraction. They just didn't enjoy it as much. An example that's more personal to me is the Living Seas versus the Seas with Nemo and Friends, okay? Um, The the Living Seas, it started out with an admittedly kind of crappy five-minute movie about the deluge. And it rained, and it rained, and it rained. And, yeah, that was like a punishment. That was like me eating my vegetables before I got to, to eat the meat, potatoes, and dessert. Okay? But immediately after that, that shitty movie, I got to ride the Hydrolators to an underwater sea base called Sea Base Alpha. I learned more about dolphins, marine life, and particularly human exploration of the ocean than anything that that existing attraction is teaching me now. And certainly more than anything that that st- fucking stoner turtle, uh, crush or whatever, can, could teach me. Hey man, uh, let me hit this bong real quick before I talk to, you know, the children about, like, turtles and stuff, man. Sounds like fucking Cheech and Chong. Like, so what, that's what we want to have available to to our kids? Uh, Chong the turtle? I'm, I'm just saying, like, not just that, you know... I got to make up my own story to Seabase Alpha. I got to make up my own story as to why the Seabase was there, whether it was a governmental organization or not, whether there was nefarious purposes uh, to it or anything. I I got to make all that kind of shit up as I I went along. It was an open-ended story. It had an imagination unto itself that also let me see dolphins and manatees and, you know, all sorts of varieties of fish that I never would actually get to see out in the ocean unless I went scuba diving. You know, so now that you've integrated Nemo into that experience, you kind of take that away from me. You've taken away my ability to to picture why there is this random sea base on the floor of the ocean. That that takes away both my adult imagination and my childhood imagination. You know, you know, I some point here, if you want to, to increase the imagination or if you want to increase the amount of creativity that's out there, or if you just want to enjoy the fish for, for what they are, it makes a lot more sense to, to not throw in uh, that particular intellectual property. Now, it's not to say that Nemo shouldn't be present at the parks. Nemo's present over at Animal Kingdom. It has its own stage show. Does that diminish uh, from the movie experience? 
No. But you destroyed a, a, an existing attraction that I found to be quite enjoyable in order to throw in a, a little clownfish. So I, I don't really appreciate that uh, as a longtime goer of Disney. I mean, limiting the all these attractions to intellectual properties only, it, it limits the imagination of a kid. And I had a pretty wild imagination uh, as a kid. But, like, right now, you can create your own Star Wars character. They could be a Jedi, or they could be, uh, you know, a Sith, and, or they could be a Stormtrooper. But like, you can't even create that character, you can't create your own character in your own universe that's not, you know, integrated and directly tied into Star Wars. Admittedly, this that is good for Disney, okay? It's good for Disney to, to think of things in terms of Star Wars only or, to, or, you know, this franchise only, but it's not good for creativity as a whole, whether it's the child's or the Imagineers. Let's look at it from a different perspective, too. Let's look at it from Toy Story, okay? What was the point of Toy Story? It had a bunch of different genres of toys that were being played with to, uh, together to create their own unique stories in Andy's mind. That is a beautiful message from a movie. That is absolutely wonderful. And yet, when we go to a theme park, we're kind of forced to, you know, just have Andy's experience. We're, we're what? We're allowed to, to come up with... Uh, we're allowed to experience some sort of Andy's roller coaster of some kind that then he threw the toys on, but we can't have uh, an experience of our own. I'm just saying that, that new stories can't be told by forcing existing stories either into the park experience or even into the intellectual properties themselves. Somebody could create a story out there that would make a great standalone story, and yet... So if it was in space, somebody would say, you know what, this is great. Can we uh, slap Star Wars on it? And can you make sure that they have laser swords and Han Solo shows up? I mean, that's where we're going uh, with, with all this stuff. What, what I want to know, kind of, is what, what what's the policy moving forward? Does every vacation experience at Disney have to be intellectually property-based? I mean, does it? And if that's the case, can we also have other intellectual properties out there? Something a little bit more adult. You know what? They just spent God knows how much money acquiring the rights to the entire library of 20th Century Fox. You know what that includes as a, uh, as a franchise? Let's throw a couple out there. That would be awesome. Okay? Die Hard. Alien. Predator. Revenge of the Nerds. Those are all Fox franchises. And you know what? Those are all intellectual properties. Why can't we have some of those out there? Huh? Did you know that the original uh, uh, intention for the extraterrestrial alien encounter over at Tomorrowland was not to have some random company uh, and random alien that was also scary show up? No, it was supposed to be uh, the Wayland yutani Corporation from Aliens, and it was supposed to be the alien from Aliens. And that would have scared the shit out of me when I was 12 years old. But you know what? That was the point. It was supposed to be a scary ride. 
And you know what? I dug it because it was so very different than anything that the Magic Kingdom had to offer. It was awesome because of that. It spoke to a sensibility that I, as an as a adolescent and a teenager, had, but maybe not for the five-year-olds, okay? So, yeah, I'm sorry. Five-year-olds, they don't deserve every single attraction at the Magic Kingdom. Can, can we have some aspect of a Disney vacation that's not G-rated? Because I can go ahead and tell you, from both personal experience... Uh, and from witnessing uh, from afar, especially with how some of you guys treat your kids while you're at Disney World, family does not equal G-rated. So, if if nothing else, there should be something out there for someone with more adult sensibilities and more, maybe more, quote-unquote, mature sensibilities to enjoy. I'm not saying every attraction or every new attraction needs to be that. I'm saying some, any. But ultimately, let me let me get back to the original point of this, the, the point that triggered me. How dare anyone tell me how or if I'm supposed to enjoy a vacation? What gives any sort of franchise fan the right to tell me that I shouldn't come to a place that I've been coming to since I was a child. What, because I'm 35 and don't like kids' cartoons? I'm not supposed to be able to enjoy myself on vacation? I mean, how dare you for, for trying to speak to that sensibility? And again, I want to make it very clear. I don't want to take away Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I don't want to take away Toy Story Land. I don't want to take away uh, Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway. In fact, I'm thrilled that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway has a presence in uh, Hollywood Studios. The fact that there is, it's a Disney theme park and it didn't have a Mickey attraction is bewildering to me. So I'm glad that uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, even if it is in the weird new film noir animation style, um, I'm thrilled that there's that attraction uh, at Hollywood Studios. But don't tell me that I can't come to Disney World if I don't like Moana at the Polynesian. Like I said, the Polynesian is shitty anyway, and I wouldn't stay there unless I was forced to, which, you know, kind of by edict of this podcast, I'm eventually going to be forced to. But Disney, Disney World, as a vacation, it's meant to be more than a bunch of movie and TV characters running amok. It's also supposed to be about a level of theming. And whatever that theme is, it's supposed to basically immerse you in that. Now that could be Star Wars for some people, but it could just as easily be Atlantic City over at the boardwalk. Or it could be, you know, a seaside cottage in, uh, in Rhode Island with the beach club. Or it could be, you know, it could be an African safari over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It could be anything. But it's supposed to be about that level of theming. And it's supposed to be about a level of service that they are not, other that guests are otherwise not going to get. Because it's unavailable anywhere else. Disney built its reputation on that level of service. They built that reputation on the cleanliness of their parks they built that reputation on providing service with a smile, never saying, I don't know the answer to that, by say, but by saying, let me research that for you. Not saying the words, I don't know. It was, let me find the answer. 
That's the kind of thing that, quite frankly, it's being lost right now. And, you know, I, I my frustration with some of the resorts and the, the service level and all of that, that I can save for, for another podcast and I will. But ultimately what I want to leave you guys here with this uh, is with this. The magic of a Disney vacation, it doesn't start and stop at what you put on film or what you broadcast. It's supposed to be an overall experience. And if that includes intellectual property for you, then so be it. I don't want to take that away from you. But don't take away my ability to enjoy a vacation just because I happen to like other things other than cartoons. Guys, I appreciate you sticking with me through through this rant. Uh, want to make sure that you guys go out and uh, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Uh, if you have already done so, please re-rate, re-review, re-subscribe even uh, on another platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, uh, on Google, Amazon, uh, Spotify, all of the podcast platforms that are out there. That we're, we're in on them. I also want to make sure that you're following us uh, on social media as well, both us as a podcast and, uh, a, you know, Not Club 33 as a site. Not Club 33 across all of the various social medias with the exception, of course, of Pinterest, uh, although I'm sure Amanda wants to go ahead and start one of those. Um, but also make sure that you're checking us out at Cynical Disney on Facebook and Twitter. On Instagram, we're Cynics on Disney because, you know, we're really branded more towards the podcast. If you'd like to get some more of this kind of biting wit and everything like that, make sure you're checking out the Facebook and Instagram side, uh, certainly. But uh, if you want a little bit of a softer touch, definitely go over to the Instagram. Amanda does a wonderful job uh, over there uh, keeping that updated. So, guys, I really appreciate you, miss, you know, paying attention and listening. I want some feedback from you. Feel free to, to drop me a line. Uh, cynical Disney video at gmail.com or make sure that you respond to, to this on social media um, or leave us a review. I want to hear your thoughts and your opinions as well. Um, but in the meantime, until the next show, because I don't know when this one's going to actually get broadcast out there, but until next time, guys, have a magical fucking day.